0: Welcome to the third installment of the Valera Verdict NFL prediction show. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are going to break down the AFC North. And folks, there was a lot of moves this off season in the AFC North, and I'm really excited to dive right into the division. As always, I am joining the penthouse with my producer, the bailiff. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Not too bad, minus the knee injury. The knee injury kind of held us back a little bit from filming, and I do apologize for being a little late on this episode. But, folks, do us a favor. Hop on over and subscribe to this podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Leave us a review on iTunes, folks. It helps us out on iTunes. Leave us a review there. But, Bailiff, let's go ahead and dive right in to the AFC North. Coming in at fourth place in the AFC North is the Cincinnati Bengals, folks. Last year, this team was six and ten, another disappointing season. Marvin Lewis, after sixteen years, is gone. The era is finally over. A lot of underachieving in his tenure there, and folks, Zach Taylor, the former quarterbacks coach for the Saint, uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. I'll get I'll get that one right one of these days. He's an offensive-minded coach coming in with a lot of offensive pieces that I do like. But bailiff, go ahead and tell me what the over and under heading into the season is for the Bengals. Cincinnati Bagels are at six and a half wins, the over and under. Yeah, folks, to be honest with you, I I think this is one of the slam dunks of the offseason for me for betting-wise and uh, come towards the end of the season, or come right before the beginning of the season. I plan on unleashing some of my favorite bets, but this is one of them. Folks, I don't see how this team wins six games, let alone maybe three or four games. I do like the offensive pieces, though. They do have uh, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. That's some fantastic pieces. I'm not sold on Andy Dalton, to be honest with you guys. I think he's had his run. I think we've seen peak uh, Red Rifle. But honestly, I really think this is going to be his last season in a Cincinnati uniform. He's probably going to be a backup somewhere. At the same time, I don't think that he's going to... Um, he might not even last the full season if they struggle the way they are. And to be honest with you, the part that I'm worried about the most is the defensive side of ball the The defensive side of the ball that this team gave up four hundred and thirteen yards per game last year and they really didn't upgrade any of the pieces um this offseason to get better, this, this division has a lot of firepower. The Browns improved this offseason on the offensive side of ball. The Steelers did lose some pieces, but they're still the Steelers, and they have still some great pieces. The Ravens have some pieces as well. I mean, we're talking about three teams that upgraded their, their offense on the, on the, during the offseason, and Cincinnati hasn't done anything on the, defen- the defensive side of ball to really improve, to really try to stop this team. We haven't even begun to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals schedule yet. Bailiff, what is their schedule to start the season? They're on the road against the Seattle Seahawks, and then they're
1: home for the San Francisco 49ers, and then they're back on the road again against the Buffalo Bills, and on the road again
0: against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, folks, that's, to be honest with you, I have them starting. It's awful to start the season. I mean, traveling cross country to start the season against Seattle, I'm not a big fan of that. And of course, back to back road games against an improved Buffalo team, and of course, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, so you got a dogfight right out the gate. I'm not really loving this schedule, folks. Not only that, their other non-conference games are against Jacksonville. They go on the road to face the Rams, they're at Oakland, the Jets, the Patriots, they're at Miami, plus they have the division games. I really don't see Cincinnati winning three games. And to be honest with you, maybe on the high end with an upset or two, maybe this team wins five games. Four or five maybe. games, right? Exactly. Yeah. If that, and to be honest with you, I can't see it. I think this team is is in for a roller coaster ride of 2019. I don't their defense isn't improved. I really think they're going to be struggling. I'm all in on the over-under being six and a half. I'm all in on that. I mean, I'm gonna bet everything on that number this year. But folks, like I said, I've got them locked in at three and thirteen. They need a lot of improvement, period. Three and thirteen. Right. That's one of my stone cold locks yeah. of the offseason. This team has no no upside at at all of making the playoffs <laughs> right. at all. But folks, that's it. Three and thirteen coming in at fourth place. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's a hundred percent free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now. Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if all if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start. To join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor, that's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. Coming in at third place in the AFC North is the Baltimore Ravens. Last year, they took advantage of the Steelers' mishap and won the division at 10-6. Lamar Jackson was fantastic last year. But man, oh man, heading into the 2019 season, I have a lot of questions that I'm not 100% sure on. Because yes, they were good, but the Chargers really exposed them in the playoff matchup. Lamar Jackson has to improve this year. But folks, before I dive into that... Bailiff, what is the over and under right now in Vegas for the Baltimore Ravens heading into this season? It's eight and a half wins. Yeah, that's a that's a hard mark because I really feel like one of two things is going to happen with this team. They're either going to hit their stride and continue on what they did last year, or they're going to take a step back because I'm not 100% sure I'm sold on Lamar Jackson yet. The offseason, I really hope the number one thing that Jackson worked on was his fumbles. His fumbles were awful last year. They cost him the playoff run. They were bad down the stretch, and they were They actually won games in spite of his fumbles, which is crazy because that defense was pretty solid. On the second half of that, I really hope that he worked on throwing the football because the Chargers really exposed that team. And if you make Lamar Jackson throw the football, they can be beaten very easily. As long as you stop him on his legs, he is not able to beat you. So if he needs to improve upon that... And this offseason has been pretty solid. I really like the addition of Mark Ingram. I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Lamar Lamar Jackson heading into this season. But I don't know if they really approved upon on the receiver side. This team has never been one for trying to make a massive impact. I do not understand why they did not throw a first rounder third rounder, whatever they needed to, to try to get Odell Beckham on their team because I feel like he would have been fantastic addition to That's help. great weapon to have. Exactly, and and it would have very helped Lamar Jackson in his sophomore season. But to be honest with you folks, I'm not sold on it. You think it would be a big cushion for him, right? Exactly, and the drafting of Marcus Brown, which I think he was probably arguably one of the best receivers in the class, and Miles Boykin was fantastic as well. But you're relying on two rookie receivers to help launch this passing attack I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. And, folks, I'm not really sold on this team. I think they really overachieved last year because Lamar Jackson was new and they were fresh, so teams didn't get a chance to really study and break down on him. I feel like he came in and he kind of Tim Tebowed it a lot last year. Obviously, he's a little bit better than Tim Tebow, so let's calm down, Raven fans. But, of course, with Flacco gone, he's gone for good. Thank God he wasn't very good to begin with. Do you think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, or maybe it takes time to build? I think he might be, but I really feel like if he takes the role seriously, I feel like it's potentially he can improve upon this year. And their defense, I'll be honest with you, mostly has gone. Weddle's gone. Suggs is gone. Smith's gone. Mm. That's a lot of missing pieces. But at the same time, they added Earl Thomas, who I think is one of the best safeties in the game. But, folks, they didn't do a whole lot to replace the 16 sacks lost amongst those guys that I mentioned. (laughs) And that hurts a lot. So I don't really feel like. And then Ferguson, they they got Ferguson, which I'm a big fan of, but I really don't feel like he's going to really help right out the gate as a rookie. But, folks, we haven't even begun to talk about the schedule. Out the gate. They're on the road against Miami and at home for Arizona, so that's kind of two cake games right out the schedule. But, folks, Week 3 through 7, it gets really hard. Bale hit us with Week 3 through 7 real quick. All right,
1: well, they're on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're at home with the Cleveland Browns. They're back on the road again with the Pittsburgh Steelers, at home for the Cincinnati Bengals, and then they're on the road again against the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Folks, let me break that down to you real quick, okay? They're on the road, so they travel all the way to Kansas City. Okay, wow. hard matchup. They were one of the best teams in the, in the NFL last Great year. Great match. So the next week, we're at home for a very improved Cleveland division clash, okay? Then we're traveling, obviously, not too far to Pittsburgh, but again, another division class. The week after that, it's it's a, probably a cakewalk against Cincinnati, but as long as they don't look past Cincinnati, which, you know, teams can do that, but again, Cincinnati, let's, let's throw that cake win in there, right. okay? But then we're traveling cross-country to take on Seattle. So you have... Two playoff teams, obviously, and then of course, approved Pittsburgh team and a very improved Cleveland team wrapped up in there. Which at the same it's time, not easy. Calls, not easy at all, folks. And, and before before I dive any further, then we go into the bye week, folks. And then you take in week week nine, you're at home for New England. Week eleven, you're at home for Houston. But then you travel again to, to the uh, to the Rams, and then you're tra- you're at home for San Francisco, and then you're traveling to Buffalo, and then you get the Jets. Cleveland and Pittsburgh down the stretch, folks, this schedule is not easy at all. The schedule's hard. It might might be one of the worst, hardest schedules in all of football. If things do not click with Lamar Jackson, this team is looking at easily five or six wins. And to be honest with you, folks, spoiler alert here, I've got them at six and ten.
1: Whoa! And opposite. to be honest with
0: you, if we see Jackson improve and we don't see, and we don't see Pittsburgh take the next step without Bell and Brown and we, the Cleveland Browns are just smoking mirrors and they're off-season champions, they could easily win 10-11 games again, be the division leaders, go back into the playoffs. But, folks, I have them 6-10. and 10. I, I don't have them making the playoffs this year, and I have not taken a giant step back. Coming in at third place, that was the Baltimore Ravens. The Valero verdict is sponsored by Fuego DFS. Folks, I'm telling you right now, If you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports and you're not hooked up with my boy Fuego, I'm telling you, you're not making enough money yet. This guy has been on fire right now with FanDuel and DraftKings Major League Baseball lines. He provides them every single day, sometimes up to two or three lines a day, folks. Hit him up right now on Twitter, at Fuego underscore DFS. That's at F-U-E-G-O underscore DFS. Folks. Very good friends with the Valera Verdict Podcast, my buddy Ryan Hodge. He ran the Power Hour DFS last year, and they were bought out by the Quant Edge. And, folks, right now, I'm telling you, there's no better team out there giving DFS knowledge for when it comes to fantasy football season to play on FanDuel, when it comes to play on DraftKids, DraftKings. Ryan Hodge is one of the best. Folks, use the code POWERHOUR to get $25 off the DFS sub. Check it out right now, folks. And we're going to dive right in to the third-place finish of the Cleveland Browns in the AFC North. And, folks, I'm telling you, I don't think there is one player slash team with more pressure on him than Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Folks, Bailiff, give us the over-under in Vegas right now for the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns over and under is nine wins. All right, folks. Now, Bailiff, I'm going to drop a little bit of knowledge. So I went back in time to see how many times... The Cleveland Browns had actually won nine games. <laughs> oh, boy. Since, since coming back into the league, okay, they've only ever won nine games twice. They did it in 2007. This team has an over and under of nine wins. That's how much hype is surrounding this team this offseason. Folks, let me go ahead and drop the additions to you. Obviously, the big trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Olivier Vernon's here. Sheldon Richardson, Kareem Hunt's going to play. Not until week nine, but that's a big addition down the stretch. Folks, I'm telling you right now, this offense. Mighty big weapon. Oh, my God. You got Duke Johnson, who may or may not be there as the season starts, but it's fine. You got Nick Chubb. You got Odell Beckham, joining forces with his college team at Jarvis Lander. No joke who's here. Hunt after eight games. This team on paper, obviously with Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, who I absolutely love, and I feel like this is – this is going to be his year folks. I'm telling. You, I am so excited for Baker Mayfield. But the biggest thing that we're going to have to talk about is the chemistry. We've seen offseason champs plenty of times in the past in the NFL. Mayfield is going to have to improve his turnover ratio. He had 14 picks in 13 and a half games last year and he struggled against good defenses. Against the Chargers, he looked rough. Against the Texans, he looked brutal. The last week of the season, he was against the Ravens and he looked really rough. I loved all their offseason moves. They have to achieve, you know. They have to. They have a chance to be one of the best teams in the AFC. They really have a chance. I'm telling you, if if they can get the pieces together, this team has a really strong chance of going to the playoffs and maybe going deep into the playoffs in their first season. But the chemistry can't be can't be bought. And folks, their schedule is not very easy. Okay, what bailiff, what's your schedule to start the season?
1: They're at home versus the Tennessee
0: Titans. They're on the road against
1: the New York Jets. They're at home against the NFC New Los Angeles Rams. We'll get that right. Yeah <laughs> you um, go on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. On the road again against the San Francisco 49ers, and they're at home against the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Folks, that's not easy to start. Okay, Tennessee, whatever. Toss up. Say what you want about it. Okay, the Jets are improved. The Rams defending NFC champions, as I think the bailiff was trying to say. On the road against division uh, division rival Baltimore Ravens, and then they travel cross country for San Francisco, and then they're at home for the playoff the playoff team last year since Seattle uh, Seahawks. Seahawks right. Folks, I'm telling you right now, this is where I think that I have a lot of questions. Starting the season, I think they're going to have a hard time getting their chemistry together. But as the season starts, I've got them starting two and four, Bailiff. Wow. To start the season. A little bit of crazy, I know. I, I, you I, think they're going to gain steam. I think Right, I think so. They have to buy a week at the perfect time. Week seven, week nine, I think they get Kareem Hunt in the mix. But, folks, I'm telling you, down the stretch, this team is going to gel. They're going to put it together. They travel to New England. They travel to Denver. They go to Buffalo. The they, schedule down the stretch is not... Hard. I'm not I'm not easy, but I'm telling you, the last three games this season, last four. I'm sorry, are the key at home for Cincinnati, on the road for Arizona, at home for Baltimore, at Cincinnati, folks. I'm telling you right now, that's four very winnable games down the stretch. I have this team at ten and six. Okay, I think they could easily win the division. I've got them coming in second place behind the Steelers, which I will talk more about later. Um, this team has the potential to win eleven or 12, 12 games. If they start the season hot. I'm telling you right now, this team, if they can get over the hump, they can get the chemistry together. Baker Mayfield can Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham does what Odell Beckham does best. This team starts at the gate hot. This team has going a long way into the NFL, off, into the NFL playoff season. And, Bailiff, I really think they're going to be good. But, but, but. What's that but. But. This could really be bad. They could really implode. That they could be one of the worst teams and one of the most overhyped teams in the NFL. I don't think it's gonna happen. Like I said, 10 and 6. And actually, spoiler alert, I got them I got them coming in at a wild card. We'll talk about them in the playoff episode. But 10 and 6, Cleveland Browns finishing in second place in the a- AFC North. Coming in at first place in the AFC North is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Talk about a crazy team. Last year encompass an underachieving team. We had Le'Veon Bell sit out all season, internally break down with Ben calling out players, A.B. throwing footballs at him, A.B. throwing fits. period, all while missing the playoffs. Folks, this is one of the most intriguing teams heading into the season. This division has a couple intriguing teams, obviously. But, folks, Bailiff, what is the Steelers' over-under for wins heading into the season? The over-under for the Pittsburgh Steelers is nine games. Yeah, folks, to be honest with you, they went 9-6-1 last year. And I'm really not sure how to feel about this line. I'm gonna completely not bet it at all. I don't feel confident in the over. I don't feel confident in the under. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it, but you think folks. Things
1: like plus or minus one
0: no I don't know and, and like I said I, and I'll get to their win total at the end but I'm not 100% sure but they've already played a year without Bell so I really don't consider that a loss but losing Antonio Brown even with the internal problems is massive he gets the guys around him better looks he demands a presence like very few on the field have ever done on the football field so no Bell no AB the pressure is on for the guys whose side they took and that's Ben Roethlisberger Multiple times, uh, you know, Super Bowl champion, but it's been a long time. The hot seat is very hot for that man. They just paid him. They gave him a lot more money. He doesn't have his studs, so it's going to be really interesting to see him step up without those guys and really, really have to carry this team he's really gonna have to carry it like a like a way he hasn't been it hasn't had to over the last couple years you got juju coming back who's continued to show his strong presence but is he going to be as good without antonio brown james washington's gonna have to step up to the plate um, the one thing that I really did like this offseason was a low-key signing of Dante Dante Moncrief, who I think is a really good receiver. I think that injuries have really kind of made him not pan out. He isn't the flashiest, but I really feel like if he can stay healthy, he can fill a really solid void on this roster that's missing right now. And the big key for me is if they can get 16 games at Advance McDonald, that would be massive. This guy has a big playmaking ability, and when he does play, he's fantastic. I really liked what James Conner brought to the table last year out of the running game. I think him and Samuels is a solid one-two punch with Benny Snail hopefully maybe coming in down the stretch. The one big thing that made me the maddest about the uh, draft was Michigan alum, my boy Devin Bush. They stole him. That was a steal to the draft. I think he's one of the best players overall in this draft and I think the Steelers got them a guy that's going to be able to be a linebacker and be able to take over for Shazier that ever since then ever since they lost Shazier they've been hurting um they're going to have to prove upon on the sacking side of the football because they, they they were right 29th in sacks last year they're going to have to get to the quarterback especially in the AFC when you have quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield Mahomes Brady Arnold, you have all these guys that are able to escape the pocket or escape pressure in within the pocket, and they're going to have to sack the quarterback in order to win a couple extra games. Their secondary needs to continue what they were doing last year and stay on track, and I think they could be good. But let's be honest. Mike Tomlin is going to have to step up to the plate this season and get control of his locker room because he really lost what some of, would say his strong suit was, and that's a massive presence no, in the agreed, locker room. Agreed, agreed. Pittsburgh's schedule to start the season is pretty rough. Bailiff, who do they start the season against?
1: They're on the road against the defending Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. They're at home against the Seattle Seahawks. They're on the road again against the San Francisco 49ers. They come home against the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. And then they go travel to
0: take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, folks, I'm going to be honest with you. This schedule at the gate is really hard. And I think these six games are very, are very, very much key for them. Because their schedule down the stretch is not awfully hard. But to be honest with you, if they come out the gate and they're just struggling early on, I really don't like this team's chances down the stretch. And. They're going to put a lot of miles on the schedule. Going from you know, see, they're going to be going to New England and then at home for Seattle. Then they're traveling cross country for San Francisco, a couple home games, and then they're traveling cross country again for the Chargers. I think that's going to be pretty hard for them to start the start the season. But I'm going to be honest with you. I've got a lot of faith in Big Ben. I think he's going to come into the season with a chip on his shoulder. I think that he's going to want to carry this team. I think we're going to see a very very focused Big Ben. And I really like James Conner. I thought that he improved last year. I really was impressed with him on his capabilities of both not just running the ball, but also catching the ball out of the backfield. I was shocked how good he was last year. And honestly, Juju is really good. I think he's going to fill those shoes. I think he's not going to be as good without uh, Antonio Brown, but I think he's going to be solid. I like this team to go 11-5. and I think. Uh, De- I think the Devin Bush... Uh, Draft pick is going to be massive. I think he's going to reclaim that dominance on that linebacking core that they've been looking for ever since Shazier left. I have Pittsburgh winning the division. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. I could see this going one of two ways. They can either go out there, they're going to win the division, and they're going to be the Steelers that we are used to seeing, or this team can implode early on in the season, and this team could win six or seven games. And we're talking about maybe Big Ben being gone, everybody being gone this offseason, but maybe Mike Tomlin being on. But for me personally, 11-5, winning the division, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers coming in first place in the AFC North. Check out my boy Chris Hale on Twitch. His name is Big Tuna TV. That's B I G G T U N A, TV on Twitch. He's been posting some fantastic videos of him playing Tom Clancy's The Division and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. I enjoyed watching the videos and watching him play. Hop on over to Twitch to check him out, folks. That was the AFC North predictions. Coming in at fourth place was the Cincinnati Bengals. Coming in at third was the Baltimore Ravens. Second place was the Cleveland Browns, and in first place. Where's the Pittsburgh Steelers? Folks, hop on over to Twitter. Give us a follow at Ricky RickyVlaire underscore. Give the bailiff a follow at TVVBailiff. Hop on over to thesportscript.com. Check out all my latest movie reviews. I've got them piling in. I actually just rewatched. I, I went back in the rewind, and I watched Steve Jobs, the Michael Fassbender-led movie. Great movie. Fantastic movie. I gave it a lot of rants and raves. Rants and Raves whatever <laughs> subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and folks thanks for tuning in and until next time the courtrooms adjourned